Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. I was starting to, I was starting to tell Danny about something, and I started getting heated. And she goes, "Let's turn the mic on." Already, already getting fired up about it. We're already getting ragey. Let's put the mic on. Did we, I, did we not talk about this though? Well, you brought it up on an episode recently. This is Jill, by the way. We've talked about roundabout ways of things and people in our space and place. A part okay. Go ahead and you start with what okay. kind of the main thing is, and then I'll and then we'll we'll bring in Charlene's episode to right. mention. So yeah. no, I was just I wanted to talk about this with Danny because I, I was I've been seeing this quite a bit, and it's actually I do agree with this to a certain extent, and I think I've even said this before. So it's not that I don't agree with it, but I've been seeing it so much lately that it's making me feel some kind of way, which is people saying like you need to be in the room. What rooms are you in? Like getting better rooms, getting bigger rooms, getting rooms that challenge you more, getting rooms. And it's, and I get it. And I'm also, I'm obviously, and you, oh, you are too. We're both advocates of mentorship and getting into masterminds and going to live events. And we've put on these things, of course. And so in a way we know that like intellectually, I totally get being in the mastermind that I'm in as a participant, I've gleaned so many insights and so many aha moments and so much strategy as a result of being uh, in a group of people that are all at a really high financial level and they're all have a very similar business model to me and they're doing really cool stuff. And I've been able to like offer help to them too and support to them. But it's feeling this sort of notion of like get in the room. It's feeling very um, elitist to me. It's feeling very like almost better than like almost like leave behind the scrubby people, you know, yeah. that like, you know, and it's basically like you're your uh, net worth is going to be the combination of the five people you're around the most. And I'm like, I don't know, like, yes, but it's feeling very, the word is like, uh, it's feeling very like status, climby, um, you know, like trying to like just be like a status climber. What's the word I'm looking for? Social climber. Very much like transactional. It's almost feeling transactional to me. You know, and I look around and I'm like, my best friends are my family and my partner is, you know, he's great at what he does. He's a fireman paramedic. Like he's, there's not, I'm not like surrounded by entrepreneurs all the time. A lot of my close friends are entrepreneurs, but I'm like, they're cool. My friends are cool as shit. They're not constantly like challenging me and like, you know, giving me unsolicited business advice and things like that. So I don't mind paying to be in a mastermind where like, I love the people who are in my mastermind that I'm in with James Wedmore, but like, probably wouldn't hang out with them all the time. You know, love seeing a couple times a year, love connecting with them like here and there on social. But my friends are my friends. My family are my family. Like, and so the idea that like your scrubby family or your like friends are sort of holding you back. And I feel like Hermosi's been on this quite a bit too. They're like holding you back. I'm just like, but what's like, why would you hang out with people that you actually don't respect and don't like simply because 
they're at a higher financial level than you. Like to me, that's so silly. And I've, as someone who's been in masterminds that were not a good fit for that specific reason, like it feels very clicky. It felt very sceny. It felt like, you know, everyone who was a seven figure or more earner, like got to hang out over here and people who weren't earning seven figures had to hang out over here. And it felt like very clicky to me. It was a bad investment. And, but I would never have learned that lesson where I'm just like, okay, yeah, I don't like the feeling of needing to be seen a certain way or need to be in a certain room. And then people will only see me as um, valuable or worthy if I have a hundred thousand followers or I'm making seven figures or like whatever. And it just, and I can see it happening and it feels gross to me on some level. And yeah. like, you know, I know they always say, you know, if you're critiquing people who are quote unquote further along than you, then you're a hater, you're a troll or whatever, but it's just making me feel some kind of way lately. And I just don't think that because sure, be in masterminds, do that, that stuff, but don't be like, oh, these people around me who I really like and respect aren't getting me to my financial goal. So I need to get out of this you know, I need to not be in this group of friends or family. Like to me, that's just silly. And I've seen Hermosi and Layla talk about this quite a bit recently too. And so that's kind of, I think why, that's why it's on my mind. Yeah. There's so many like cringy things. And I, like, I want to give examples and then I don't want to call people out, but I want to call people out. Um, but we were, t- you and I were kind of talking about this. There was an episode that Shalene Johnson posted. Uh, it's on January 12th. She doesn't have her episodes numbered. So it's January 12th, 2022. Everyone needs to go listen to this thing. It's called Phony Influencers and Get Rich Grifters. My unfiltered opinion on all of it. Yeah. And um, she calls out and she doesn't say people, but I like Jill and I know, I think who some of the people she's talking about specifically just in the way she describes them. And regardless, it's not even like them as an individual. It's just them as an avatar almost. It's like, there's these types of people in our space. You could just, switch out their name with another person, but they're the same type of person who um, do go to these circles. And it's like, it's like this circle jerk of how much money they're making and trying to get on each other's podcasts or get on each other's uh, shows or get on each other's platforms. And it's the same people just promoting each other and nobody feels authentic and true and real. And there is that whole, like get in the right rooms, except what I see happening is you get in the right rooms, but everybody's in the same room. It's like the same five quote stars. And it also feels a little bit like the crab in the bucket thing where the same people are allowed to be on top, but they push everyone else down. They're not even, they're not really trying to bring people up. And that's what I think bothers me is truly there's like that. I remember one of the first masterminds I went to was JJ version. And she said, a rising tides lifts, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I remember that was the first time I heard that quote. And the idea was like, we're in masterminds to help each other. But what I saw, what was really happening was there was like a top layer of people and they wanted to teach what they were doing just to show that they were better than you. And then just to keep you slightly under them. And that's what I felt like I saw a lot of, it was like, here's the strategy and here's what we're doing. And then it's like, as soon as you kind of get close to their level, they start to like shun you or push you away or uninvite you, or you're just not there, or you're just not invited in. You just kind of feel like you're not as welcomed. So you have to find other people to hang out with. And that's something that that kind of felt icky to me Mm -hmm. too. And I see this, like these crews and clicks just kind of, I mean, it's cool. Like they're the cool kids and they don't want anyone in their cool kid club unless someone breaks through and like they might let someone in, but it's like, you have to really push yourself to like be in the cool kids club. And I'm going, how genuine and authentic are those actual friendships? Or are they just based on like, how good do you make me look? 
if we're hanging out together or if we're sharing. And there are some people, in the, and this was even back in the 2012, 2013 days when we were, you and I were kind of, when that fitness space was growing, I know there was a, some girls in this fitness space that were really taking off. And one of my girlfriends who's huge in the fitness space was friends with them. They did a little like um, collab and some of the girl, like two of the girls wouldn't even post the other chick because they didn't want, they like didn't want to be seen with her. It was a really weird kind of like push the crabs back in the bucket kind of situation. And it felt icky. And I am with you too on the, I do believe the idea that you need to be in the right rooms and you do need to be around people. And I also don't like how it's presented. Like everyone else is shitty, bad. Um, you know, if anyone isn't quite at your level, like you push them away. Herbosi is interesting because I like his philosophy for the mo- philosophy for the most part. And he's kind of like, if you're not helping me get to where I want to go, you're dead to me. Like, <laughs> hey, we could have grown up together. We could have been besties. We could have like gone through shit together in high school and you've been there. And then it's like, but if you're not going where I'm going, you're not with me anymore. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's a little harsh. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's harsh, but it's also like, I don't know, to me, I'm just like, why would I, you know, I remember, <laughs> I remember this one time, this is years ago. This is must've when I was living in Venice. My brother, Danny Coleman was over, he was living in, him and Kels were living in Koreatown at the time. And we were sitting at the pool and I had just like read something about like your, something about your net worth being the, the average of the five people you hang out with. And I remember saying to him, like, I got a clean house. I kept saying, like, you know, what? I really got a clean house. Like I really have to figure out like if I really want to grow my business, I got to be around people doing the same level of business and further along. And then he just goes, um, <laughs> at that time he was making like $24,000 a year. And he was like, do I get to stay in your life? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. But like, but even when I was saying that it was like, no, of course my, my, closest friends are my family. They don't do anything that I do really. It's like, I don't know. I think it's okay to, and what I don't love sometimes about this is how transactional it can feel. So one of the things I love about James's mastermind, I've been in, this is my fourth year in his mastermind. We did like a little sales call, like the first time I applied and he said, um, you know, I really don't want to have a mastermind where people are just in it to be like in a cool kids group. Like, I don't want them to have like an internet marketing varsity jacket. Like I want them to come in and he's like, and I made that mistake before I've made mistakes where I did have a mastermind. He had a seven figure mastermind. A lot of people just want to be in it to say they were mm-hmm. in it. And he was like, and I, so I don't want, like, I really want people who are going to come in. And I love that mastermind because like, you know, there's a lot of like people who just don't have huge followings, but they have massive businesses because they're just really smart folks. They're, they are moms with small kids and, you know, they like have these interesting businesses. It's not all, um, like I have to have, you know, hundred thousand followers, New York times bestseller, huge affiliate, you know, arrangement and stuff. It's very much like everyone in there is like at least like close to seven figures, if not more, if not multiple seven, and they're all very humble. And, but all very willing to help. And like, yeah, we'll jump on a phone call really quick and like just very open and humble and there to learn. And I think that that's to James's credit where he wasn't just trying to get like the biggest names in his mastermind. He was like, I really want to get people who really care. And like, they don't, they're not just here to be, to have a space in this. And I feel like when I was in my previous mastermind years ago, it was very much like the who's who of internet business. Like, you know, uh, 
Billie Jean was in it. Cole Hatter was in it. You know, like Ty Lopez spoke at it. It was very much like the who's who of internet business. And I just really feel like when you're treating people transactionally, I don't know why other people don't feel like it's gross. Like I feel like it's gross. I know you feel like it's gross. I love doing affiliate shares, but only with people that are cool. Like I'm not going to go to someone who I don't really respect or like just because they have a huge, massive following just and try and get them to promote my stuff. It's like – it's okay if we don't get along. You can have a huge following and we're still like not – we're not going to really mesh. We're not going to force it just because yeah. you're successful and vice versa, you know? So it, I've definitely – I think because you and I have been in this a long time and we've – I don't know. I Sometimes I'm like how can people not see that the fakeness of some of this the superficiality? Yeah. But I I don't really feel – and I feel like it can be a lot of pressure too to like keep up, right? You got to keep up with like what everyone's doing. We got to be growing. We got to be this. And like I think for a time, I've definitely fallen into that trap. But now I'm just like I just want to like like who I'm hanging out with. I want to respect people. I want to feel like they're doing good work. And I also want to have a life outside my business. I don't need yeah. all my best friends to be at the level. You know, That's not what I want. Well, I've also found this interesting thing that it's almost like if you don't share your success, then people don't think you're doing that well. And this came up recently where I was, I had this little moment of like, oh, wow, they must think I'm in a different place. Or they, so what happened is recently I reached out to somebody who, in my opinion, we, we were peers. At least we were when I met this person 10 years ago. Since then, he got on a TV show, blew up on Instagram and he's got a lot of money. He lives in a mansion. So Jeff, my partner was doing fundraising for this startup. And so I reached out and I said, Hey, are you doing angel investing? And he was like, yeah, but only to people who join my mastermind basically in not so many words. He, or he said, he actually said only for people who invest in themselves. And I was like, Hmm, okay. But then, cause I was like, he doesn't know what I'm talking about, first of all, because I didn't bring it up, whether it was for me or for Jeff. But I think he assumed it was for me. And then, but also I was like, how do you know I haven't invested in myself? Because I have. But then he said, he, whoever invests in his mastermind. And I was like, cool, that's fair. And then I just saw like the kind of people he's attracting. And long story short, Jeff's company, they ended up, they were trying to raise $4 million, ended up raising 4.3. So they did it. And I kind of want to be like, fuck you. We didn't even need your money. Thank you very much. Like we, they still did this anyway. Right. And I also wanted to be like, like some of these people who are doing so good in internet business, they're doing seven figures, which is fucking great. But I have been in this, like these other industries and seen these other industries now, like you and I were in Cole's mastermind with real estate and with tech startup companies. These are like the multi-millions of dollars. Like there are these dudes that were spending eight figures on ads in Kohl's. And I was like, how are they spending that in just ads? They have to be making so much money if they're spending that much in advertising. So some of these guys, I Not think, huge following, they think they're doing right? so well. They're rocking out. They're talking about their seven-figure business. Meanwhile, the dudes who are doing $100 million and multi, you know, 10 million and plus, they're not saying anything and we don't know who they are just because they're busy working on their damn companies. And like, they have a legit big ass, like AI cloud company. And so I'm starting to just like take a different view of them. Like, dude, you're successful, but success is also in layers. Like I remember when I was starting six figures was like the goal and that sounded amazing. And then soon it's like the seven figure goal. And now I'm like, you know, even that there's so many layers to that. Like there's so many millionaires out there and 
and you know this too, making a million dollars does not make you a millionaire. Like I know plenty of people making seven figures, spending seven figures. So like there is, it's relatively easy to spend the amount of money that you make. And so I've also really shifted. And that was part of what Charlene said too. She was like, they were sharing launch numbers and she's like, that's not even possible. People inflate their numbers. And They're you like a 10 this- figure launch. What are yeah. you talking about? Like you're looking, And you're looking at them going, I know numbers. So like, I know if you have this many people that are following you, you probably have this many people on your email list. And like, like you can kind of guesstimate and you're like, the math ain't mathing, right? And so you just start to go, you're full of shit or you're spending that exact number to get the number you're even saying that you're getting, which still doesn't seem possible. And you just start to feel like everybody's bullshitting each other mm-hmm. and you don't know what's real. And so then you're like, if the numbers aren't real, is the relationship real? Is it even, does it even matter if you're in the rooms? Are those the real rooms you need to be in? So now these people that are promoting the right rooms, you're like, is that even the right room though? And what's interesting is the people who say you need to be in the rooms usually are telling you, you need to be in their rooms that you need to pay them for. And that's also where it's a little bit slippery, salesy, slimy, and it feels off. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because it's like uh, saying all of this, I actually do still agree with the advice. (laughs) Like, you know, yeah. like, as of like, I'm like, yes, because I've definitely benefited tremendously from paying to play, you know? And yeah. so I don't think investing in yourself is a bad thing. And I don't think that even investing in someone who you're just like, yeah, that person can really help me is like, I literally went to James because I was like, that dude has the business I want. He has the playbook. Yeah. And he was also very humble and he wasn't very like flashy with the success and whatever. Um, and I think that was attractive to me too. I'll tell you what sort of changed things for me. I, I very much in 2018 was sort of caught up in especially the Los Angeles scene because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out here. There's a lot of mover and shakers. It's very expensive to live here. Like it's fashion. It's it's like you're, it's a jet setting lifestyle. I think I got sort of caught up in that. Then I started dating Keith and, um, you know, and he's from LA. He's like from the South Bay, which is like, you know, the Manhattan Beach, Redondo, Hermosa area. Like all of his friends are from here. He grew up here. Like for, for him, he was just like, what are you talking about? Like the LA scene. He was like, you know, we go to the beach and we wear board shorts and it's chill and whatever. And when I fell in love with him in like 2018, I was kind of like, yeah, I just want to hang out with cool people. I want to like meet cool people, do stuff that doesn't always revolve around how much money you're making. What do you do for a living? Like whatever. And what turned me off was I kept seeing this person in our space who I have been friends with. I've been on his podcast. He's been on, he spoke at my masterminds and things like that. And every time I saw him like three times in a row, he would say something to the effect of, hey, what's going on, Jill? Still with the fireman? I'm like, he has a name. So I could like without him even like it was coming off like really courteous, right? It was like it was coming off like, how's it going? But it felt very uh, condescending, you know, like – I'm like, his name is Keith. Like, if we're actually friends, then you don't refer to him by his fucking job. You refer to him by his name. And so that just turned me off, like, that whole scene where I was like, what? And, like, I don't know. Maybe people don't know this. I mean, especially – I mean, first of all, he does what he loves. But also, like, firefighters make fucking good money. Maybe you just don't know that, like, especially in Los Angeles. But that has nothing to even do about it. I'm like, this person is a great guy who supports me, who holds it down, who, you know, who have like, I'm having a lot of fun with. And so that turned me off from the whole thing. I'm like, oh, you have to refer to someone as their job. (laughs) You can't refer to Mm -hmm. someone as a name. Like I thought we were friends. 
that would be so insulting. It'd be like me saying to him about his wife, oh, you're still yeah. with that fitness model? Yeah. Influencer, like, or whatever, yeah. you know, like, so yeah. yeah, that definitely turned me off. And since then I've been kind of like this, definitely been. What's the influencer? What's the influencer? <laughs> But like, because I know he values status and money, like it came off condescending. Like, how's the fireman? Like, oh, I know firemen don't make that much money. Yeah, definitely. It feels condescending. And also to your point, if you were friends, then you would say the person's name, right? Right. Like I just, there's, I have friends who've been seeing somebody and I'm like, oh shit, I, there's been times I've forgotten the name and I will look up because I'm like, I want to make sure that I say their name. Like that's just an important thing is to say somebody's name, especially if it's a partner or their kid. Like, I don't be like, how are your babies? I do if I can't remember or if there's a lot of them, but otherwise I try and like, oh, how's Jessica or whatever the kid's name is, right? Like you, or their dog's name or something. That's just like a thing where if you do care about someone, you will try to figure out what the name is. And obviously sometimes you forget, but you could also be like, I forgot your guy's name again. What was it? Oh yeah, Keith. Okay. What how was Keith doing? Right. Instead of just leaving saying the firefighter, right? It's like, but I I just see that it's the it's interesting too, because a lot of these people that we're talking about, and again, it's not necessarily individual people, it's individual people, but it's also like an avatar of a person, is they also tend to talk about authenticity. And I think they feel like they're being authentic, and yet everything feels performative. It feels like they're doing everything for the gram, everything to show the life, the quote lifestyle, the lifestyle marketing, everything feels super performative, even though they're preaching authenticity. It's like they almost think their authentic self is, I I don't even know. I think their authentic self is a performer maybe, or they're performing it an off a quote authentic version. And I think that social media has kind of perpetuated this idea and again, to your point, I do agree with the general advice to get in the rooms, but it's the elitism, it's the who's who, it's the pushing people down who are trying to get ahead. I don't often see true people um, helping each other up, like mastermind groups where they're like, oh, here's a rising star. Let's get them up with our level and let's put them on our stages and help them. They're like, cool, you're doing so great. I'm going to show you, but then I'm always your mentor. Like they need to be even referred to as their mentor or referred to as their coach or something. And it's just, there's something off putting about it. There's something a little bit like, Mm -hmm. just be cool. Mm -hmm. Just be cool. You know, what's really interesting is, um, in James's mastermind, there's like over 90% uh, retention in that mastermind from year to year. So I've been in it for four years and still the majority of people in that mastermind are from when I started. And it's just like, but that just says a lot about the group, right? It does. It's definitely says, whereas the mastermind I was in in 2018, I think out of like maybe 50 people in the mastermind, I think like six stayed on for the next year. So it kind of just tells you a little bit about like their people's experience in the mastermind. People can feel like whether or not you know it, people can feel realness. I really think they can, but sometimes you get confused because you're like, am I the only person who feels like this is fake? And then when you have someone like Shalene Johnson, who is at that level, do a podcast and be like, and you could tell she's she just like she's been in the industry for such a fucking long time. She's been an entrepreneur for such a long time. She's had massive success. She has a family she absolutely loves. She has a partner and husband that she absolutely loves. You can see she doesn't need the validation of the industry. Like I'm listening yeah. to that podcast going, this chick is like this shit is like real, like 
You know, I mean, she's, I don't think it's like talking shit. She doesn't mention any names, but she just like, I I felt so validated and I was almost even, I was going to leave a review. I actually might still leave a review where I was just like, finally, like, yeah. I feel like I'm eating, I'm taking crazy pills. And then I hear someone like Shalene being like, this seems so transactional and this seems so, you know, um, people are just so self-absorbed. And I was like, finally, someone in the, like, who's actually in the circle, who's actually in the room saying it. And it was just, you know, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, but then it was like, okay, yes. It's funny. I wanted wanted to almost DM her and I'm like, she's not even like, I'm nobody to her. She's been on our show, but I, I felt like I'd seen it from the outside, but she was even more on that level. And it is interesting. I kind of, I got into a little bit of an argument about this quote with Jeff a little bit about people who are like, nobody will criticize you if they're uh, ahead of you. And I was like, you know what though? Sometimes you do. Like, I think it's, I don't think people ahead of you, wait, that's the thing, right? Somebody who's ahead of you isn't going to criticize you. Someone who's doing more than you or someone who's more successful than you will never criticize you. It will always be someone who's not doing as well as you. Yeah. I mean, sure. If you're not doing as well, you tend to maybe be more of a quote hater, but I I don't think that quote is so true. I do think that you can look at someone who's doing well and you are doing better than and still criticize them. And I think this is a good kind of uh, example of that where she is at that level. So it's for us to talk about it, it, I feel like it could be like, well, they're just not doing as well, so they're haters. But it's like, okay, Shalene said it, and we've been feeling it, and we've been around. We're just maybe not there. Right. So, okay, so now I feel a little bit more. Well, let me ask you this then. So, because both you and I do agree with the advice of like being in yeah. these rooms, let's say someone's listening and they're like, okay, but I do want to be. I'm like hearing what you're saying. Like, I do want to be in some in a room where people are doing better than me, and I can learn from. What should I yeah. look for? To look for the right room. Okay. So discernment, it's tricky because you and I have fallen for it. And I don't even want to say fallen for it. I think a lot of it felt real. And some of the messaging was right for us at the time or what we were looking for or what we thought was needed. Um, I think discernment comes with time. So sometimes you just have to get in the rooms and then you're like, oh, this is the reality. I was just doing a coaching call for um, a mastermind two weeks ago, one of my friends. And one of the girls in there has been in online business for four years. And she's like, she goes, I don't really have a question. I just feel like I've been doing this for so long and I should be doing better. And she was just kind of shooting on herself on, she's looking at all these people that started when she started and were doing better. And I was like, yo, <laughs> that's why these conversations are important to, to find out what's really going on. Because somebody could say they have a six figure, seven figure business, but then you get into the rooms and they're like, Hey, I'm struggling. I got, you know, a six figure business, but I'm spending six figures in ads. Like, how do we get out of this? So I think sometimes just getting in any of the rooms do help because you do start to hear those conversations. And sometimes you just have to be in that kind of environment where there's conversations facilitated. Um, So I don't know. It's like, what do you look for? I think your gut feelings of authenticity on what you hear people say and how you see them show up. And it's, but sometimes we only see what they want us to see online. So you don't know until you're like in the back offices with them or in the backstage rooms with them. You don't know until you know, but you do your best. And if you can, you ask for people, you maybe ask for referrals or people who've worked with them. Um, you know, when I pretty much I'm around like looking at new programs or, or maybe a coach to work with. I try to find people's 
uh, who's worked with them. Or I ask friends that I already know and respect. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for a coach. Do you have any referrals? Mm -hmm. So I'll usually reach out to my current network or people who are maybe a little higher than me or doing something I want to. I'm like, hey, did you ever hire a coach or a therapist or whatever it is? And I ask for some kind of recommendation and start going down that path. So I usually start with referrals so that I can kind of get the scoop ahead of time. But sometimes you don't know until you until you know, and then you just learn. Like your experience in 2018, it was it was still fine because you figured it out. And then then your eyes are a little more wide open and then you start to see things that maybe you didn't see before. And then it's easier to make decisions going forward. Yeah, I think um I think you really have to respect the person who is running it. Because what I noticed when I made that like sort of wrong, you know, wrong choice, like that wrong mastermind choice was I found myself because you spend a lot of time with the person, right? And also you have to realize that if they're a certain way, they're going to be attracting people who are very much like them. So if you don't Mm -hmm. feel like you're similar to the person running it in terms of just like, I don't know, your personality or the way you show up or your authenticity or like things you have in common – realized that, and this is what happened with me, was a lot of the people that he had attracted were people like him. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's not that I didn't like him. Obviously I did, but I made the mistake of thinking, oh, he's going to attract the people I need to be around. And what I realized was the people that I, quote, thought I had to be around were just not like me. And so I found myself not wanting to go to live events, not showing up to the calls. And I wasn't taking advantage of the program because I was just like turned off by the energy of the group. And so, and again, it's not, it's, I don't think it's a necessarily a a better or worse thing or I'm right and, and he's wrong. It just wasn't a fit. And so I think you have to, and there are plenty of people who, you know, do get a lot of value from certain people. And you just have to ask yourself, like I'm right now getting ready to go into a launch my own program. And really the two questions that I'm going to, that I do kind of like pose to people thinking about working with me is number one, do you actually want to build your business, right? Do you actually want to do the thing? Like, so that's the first question. And if you do, then you need help bottom line, right? So the first question is, just, do I want to build this? Maybe I don't. The question is, and if you say yes, then you do need help. And then from there, the, the second question becomes, then who is it? Who's going to help you do it? And then you have to figure out, is this person like me? Do they have a business similar to what I'm trying to? Do I respect how they operate? Do I respect how they show up? Do I respect how they sell? Because how they reach me is what they're going to teach me. So if I don't like the way that they sell and the way they show up and like how they energetically they are, guess what they're going to teach me how to do? And so, you know, I think you have to, I don't want to say put it in your body, but you do. You have to, like, there is an alignment thing where you're just like, it's an energetic yeah. thing too. Yes, you want to learn from someone, but not at the at the expense of just not even liking the energy of the group. I think that you have to really, and I forget, it's this meme that always goes around. Like I see it like once every six months that it's like, it's okay for people not to like you. You don't even like them. You know, and it's like, there's so many of us doing this. It's okay if someone who you think you should get along with, you don't. It's okay. They probably feel the same way. It's not a better or worse thing, but you're like, there's definitely been people I've met who I'm like, oh, that person would, would like be best friends. And then we meet in person. I'm like, oh, actually not a fit. Like not that there's anything wrong with them or me. It just wasn't. And so I think you really have to think about energetically and then respect around the person that's running it because they're going to attract a lot of people like them. Sometimes the popularity makes them look like they're the right fit and they're not. And I think that is where it's kind of like the feeling Mm. in your body or I've seen like the flashy masterminds where like the one you were in versus the one you're in now, Mm -hmm. you get way more value than the one you're in now. You've, you've, 
repeated multiple times, but it's not the flashy one. It's not the one that's like showing off. And James could be talking about how much money he's bringing in off of everybody. And he could be sharing that, but he's not. And so you also have to recognize like, is it that I want to join because it seems like they're the best because they're the loudest? Or is there one over here that you've been into their content? They're really good. You learn a lot from, but they're not as flashy. So you're kind of questioning yourself. Cause I think it's like, maybe instead of questioning yourself, you need to be questioning like the tactics of the flashy one. And sometimes, unfortunately, unfortunately, kind of like what we see in politics too, it's like the louder person gets the attention. doesn't mean that they're the better option. They're just the, shouting the loudest. And sometimes there's somebody who is doing a lot better, but they're just humble and a little more quiet about it, but they're fucking crushing it. They're just not bragging about everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's been like kind of what I was bringing up earlier, talking to that friend about asking for uh, angel investments was I was going, huh, if I had been like bragging about more shit lately, maybe he would have more respect for me in this conversation. But just because I haven't said what I've been doing, he doesn't know. And I'm like, huh, okay. Just noted. Part of me was like, I guess maybe I have to start talking about more successes and things, but also I'm like, do I though? I mean, is that really what I have to do these days? And it's not what I want to be doing. And so you just just have to pay attention to that. Like just because somebody is loud doesn't mean they're necessarily the best or have the all the answers. And don't sleep on like the quiet ones who are just teaching and getting crushing and grinding yeah. and doing their shit and like go home to a family that they love and their partner isn't like a, they're not a power couple, right? It's like yeah, just people who are just like silently crushing. I agree. And, yeah. you know, it's okay if you make the wrong choice. I mean, you learn from it. You know, I don't, I definitely don't regret some of my investments. I don't regret any of my investments because I learned yeah. so much and I learned so much that I wouldn't have known otherwise. But yeah. yeah, I mean, so that's the thing is like, I agree with the advice of getting in the rooms for sure. I've had massive success because I have surrounded myself with people who were able to help me, support me, give me insights and strategy um, and me give it to them as well. So I do agree with it. I just think that there's a way to go about it that feels a lot more organic and a lot more helpful than the sort of like flashy transactional side of things that we oftentimes see. And I just was wanted to bring that up because we had been just talking about uh, Shalene's podcast and I just felt so validated listening to that. And so if you guys have not listened to that, make sure you do. She's a, that yeah. chick is just fucking awesome. Won me over yeah. big time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. She's come to her give no fucks era and I I'm here for it. <laughs> love it. All right, y'all. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this and uh, you know where to find us. Go to thebestlifepodcast.com. You can join our private Facebook group there. You can also search all the episodes. Uh, we will link Shaleen's episode in the show notes on this one. And if you want to post us on Instagram and tag us at the best life podcast, we'll always reshare it. And we love to hear you and thank hear from you. And thank you so much for your time and attention. And we'll see you on the next episode. All right, guys. That's it. Have a great time. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.